Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour mystery drama, followed by 30 minutes of comedy. So, just sit back and relax. As we revisit the truly golden age of radio. I have flown. I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours. And ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in spine chillers. Creaking door. The creaking door. Good evening, friends of the creaking door. The creaking door is open, so do come in. You know, some ghosts are awful liars. One of our people here tells the most fantastic stories of his life on Earth. And then he wonders why everyone sees through him. <laughs> a man sits on a bench near the river. His suit is crumpled and ancient, his shoes broken. Now and then he sips from a bottle of cheap wine that has become his only friend. But he doesn't sip with good cheer and happiness. He drinks in horror. Move on there. Move on. Oh, officer. I feel pretty weak. Drinking in the afternoon won't make any stronger. I've been ill. Oh, sure. I've heard every sob story a hobo ever dreamed up. You know what's wrong with you? They used to call it lack of moral fiber back there in the war. You're just a spineless lump of humanity, not able to get the courage to jump in the river. Now get going or I'll run you in. Oh, very well. No hard feelings. I know you're just doing the job the city pays you for. You got the price of a meal. No, I'm a vagrant. Arrest me if you like. It doesn't matter. Another few days in jail. What's worse that to a guy like me? Eric, if I stake you to a You know the answer? Booze. I know some people who help guys like you. Most of them are ex-drunks, and they, they understand. You sound like an educated man. He might be able to do something for you. No, thanks. I've got the greatest respect for people like that. 
They'd sober me up. And the one thing I couldn't stand to be to be sober. The opposite. The nightmares don't come to me through drink. It's the opposite. They come when I'm sober. Oh, man, we all have our problems. Not problems like mine. Officer, did you ever hear a dead woman talk? Hmm? Did you ever have a dead woman tell you that she loved you after you'd murdered her? Now, what's this talk about murder? You can't arrest me for it. <laughs> sure, I killed her. Sandra helped. Maybe it was Sandra's idea. But you can't arrest me for killing Jeanette because Jeanette isn't dead. You see, I was married to Jeanette when I fell to Sandra. Sandra was beautiful. Jeanette was insipid beside Sandy. I loved Sandy. it happened to a man like me, 35 years old, married, not really living, and then one day... Oh, it happened, darling. It happened all the time. One of the big things of life. The biggest. And it happens to you and me. Why do you love me? I don't know. Yes, I do. Your hair, your lips, the way you walk, the swing of your skirt, the touch of your fingers in the dark. Did you love your wife that way? No. Jeanette was the girl next door. Everybody expected us to get married. Well, we did. It was like most marriages. Oh, we didn't even fight. Just petty bickerings. Deadly dull. Was never like the thing I feel for you. Wouldn't it be wonderful if... If I were free, I often think that. Oh, it's, it's wicked to think like that. After all, Jeanette deserves her happiness, too. She isn't happy with me. How could she be? And she might divorce you. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'll do, Sammy. I'll wait until we have one of our usual rows and ask her. You never know. Started, officer. Just a few words said casual. Well, tell me the rest of it. Uh, sure. Remember, there's no arrest you can make because she's still alive. How? Search me, but she's alive and kicking. I know that. You see, officer, I don't know exactly when I decided to kill her. Perhaps it was when she refused to divorce me. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was it. wish you'd remember to wipe your feet when you come into the house, Sam. Dragging mud all over the carpet. Sorry, Jeanette. Oh, sorry, nothing. I have to clean up after you, don't I? Yeah, you have to clean up. And try and take a little care. And we need new drapes for the living room. Okay, just pick them out, honey. Oh, you don't care, do you? You're tired of me and the house. Tired of everything. Who is she, Sam? Who's who, Jeanette? Do you think a wife doesn't know? You must be crazy if you do. I know. I knew immediately. Some cheap little floozy. Well, why should been... you care? What does it mean to you? There's no love lost between us, and you know it. Suppose there is another girl, and she can give me what you can. I expect you want a divorce. That's the next step. Well, I don't see any point in going on like this, do you? Did you ever see any point in it? You can forget it. 
Of course, you may not be the husband of my dreams, Sam, but you happen to be my husband, and I'm not making a free gift of you to some You better be careful what you say. You don't know her. I don't want to know her, thank you. Now, that ends the entire sordid conversation, and I refuse to discuss it again. Make yourself at home, Sam. I'll fix us a drink. Here, take your jacket off. Oh, this is really like home. <laughs> Sam. Sam, you're wearing a gun. Yeah, I just bought it. Oh, I hate guns. This city just isn't safe at night anymore. No, that's true. I've never fired a gun in my life. Well, you'll have to get some practice. Yeah. Maybe uh, we can go somewhere this weekend, huh? Sam... Sam, if I were you, I, I wouldn't wear that gun. I wouldn't let anybody know you've got it. Leave it here until you need it. Until I need it, yeah. Oh, boy, I'm with you all the way. Thanks, Sammy. Well, here's to us. <laughs> yep, here's to <laughs> us. Shut away from the world in our little hideaway. That's how I want it, Sammy. I don't like people a lot, you know. I want us to be together for always. That's how it started, officer. I bought a gun. I expected I'd made up my mind to kill her then. But I fooled myself that I didn't have to. She might see things my way. And she never did? No, no, she never did. Women are funny creatures. <laughs> you can say that again. A woman, oh, well, some anyway, like being married. They like having the status, if you can call it that, even when they hate the man. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But no excuse for murder. I don't think I'd have done it if... You don't ever know another person, do you? You sit across from them at meals, you share the night with them and talk all the things one talks about. You don't know them at all. I... I never really knew what was in her mind. Never. late home tonight. Yeah, that's right. Seeing your little sweetheart? Oh, lay off me, will you, Jeanette? I hoped we could go to a movie, that's all. You hate me. You show it every day. Why should I take you to a movie? Because we have to live normal lives, that's why. Does she look like me? No. You must know she doesn't. I'll bet she does. No, she doesn't. Younger, I expect, and prettier. I don't want to talk to you about her. I wonder how she feels. Guilty, I expect. Or is she without feelings of any kind? What good is all this doing you? You know I want you to divorce me. You, you know I want to marry Sandy. Oh, so that's her name, Sandy. <laughs> How sweet. Or perhaps it's a nickname. Of course, you could leave me and simply live with her. Or is she insistent on the wedding ring? You'll lose a lot, Sam. The, the house, the car, it's in my name. The alimony won't be cheap. Can you keep your job? None of it matters. Can't you understand that? Well, you have got it badly, my dear, haven't you? Yes, I have, Jeanette. Our marriage was a mistake, and we both know it. One day, the right man for you will come along, and you'll be happy. Now you're just bitter and unhappy. Sam, a marriage is a marriage. It's for life, and as far as I'm concerned, that's that. If we're unhappy, we deserve to be. I just don't believe in divorce. 
Don't be depressed, Sam. Don't be sad about anything. If she was gone. Yeah. If there were only an accident, say, or a burglar. You said the city was dangerous. You were right, you know. It is. People get killed. You hear of bad things happening every day of the year. <laughs> Don't you, Sam? Sandy girl was asking you to murder your wife, wasn't she? Yeah, she was, I suppose, officer. I wonder if she knew it then. Oh, I didn't need much telling. I, I was ready for it. But the way it happened was something else again. Something I didn't expect. Sleep. <laughs> I'm happy. Cat that ate the cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's great being here with you, closed away from the world. <sighs> Every girl has a man in her mind, man she wants and needs more than anything else. Do I look like Jeanette? No, nothing like her. She's a blonde, isn't she? That's right. She's a pretty girl, nice girl. Just not for me, that's all. Some other guy, she, he'd make her happy. Some other guy, but not me. Sam, I've still got your gun here. I know. I'm scared having it here. You better take it tonight. Okay, Sandy, if you want me to. You know this thing has to end, don't you? What do you mean, Sandy? What I say. It has to end because people can't act this way. Not forever. I'm not your wife. I'm nothing. You better make up your mind. To stay with her and love her. There's no other way. No, please, no. A girl can't live like this. Sam, you make up your mind once and for all. And, and here's your gun. I took the gun and I walked home. She was there, Jeanette, with that martyred look on her face and dinner waiting. Poor Jeanette. None of it was her fault. I've made dumplings the way you like them. Thanks. Can she cook, Sandy? Just leave me alone, Jeanette. Whatever you do is your own business, Sam. Here, eat your supper. I don't feel hungry. Oh, she can cook, is that it? 
Take your jacket off. If you like. What's that? A gun? Yes, Jeanette, it's a gun. Well, let's see it. I used to be rather a good shot. Be careful, it's loaded. Oh, thanks. Uh, you poor simp. Did you buy it to shoot me, Sam? Oh, don't be foolish. I can read you like a book, Sam. You bought it to kill me, but you didn't have the nerve. You never would have managed it. You haven't the courage to shoot a sick cat. I wouldn't you? shoot you, Jeanette. You've done me no harm. If we hurt one another, that's how things are. But now I have the gun. You pull back the slide. Like this. Now it's cocked. Push the safety catch forward. Now it's ready to fire. Well, carefully. It has a hair trigger, Jeanette. Don't point it at me. Goodbye, husband. No! It's... Oh, you're, you're oh. cracking my hair. Let go of that oh. gun. Let go. Now oh, you fool. Jeanette. Jeanette. Well, I didn't mean it. Hello, Sam. Sam, did she let you come here? She's dead. What do you mean? I shot her. Sam, tell me quickly. She was gonna kill me and we fought over the gun, that's all. I, I didn't mean to, but... But nobody will believe me now. Of course not. Did you leave her just lying there? Oh, Sam, tell me everything. Yeah, I just left her where she fell. Give me your door key. What for? I, I must go to the police, that's Give all. me the key, you fool. I'm in the stool, you know. Accessory after the fact. I can hang, too. The key, come on, quickly. Please, Jeanette. I'm Sandy, I'm not Jeanette. Oh, my mind's going. The key, quickly. There, what are you going to do? Never mind. Now, just stay here and don't leave. Whatever you say, Sandy, anything you say. That's how it happened, officer. It was an accident. Oh, sounds like something else to me. Where's your wife now? I don't know. How could I know? Well, this uh, Sandy. Uh, what did she do with the body? I don't know. I was scared to ask. She came back that night and she'd been away for an hour. The terrible thing is, she was looking exactly like Jeanette. I was scared you'd go to the police, Sam. Did you... Did you go around to my place? Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. What did you do? Don't ask. Just don't go there again, that's all. But what have you done? I told you, don't ask me. Some things are better not talked about. Is there any brandy left? Yeah, almost a bottle. Pour us two drinks. Stiff ones. We need it now. All right. We're going to drink it all and sleep. Anything you say... Yeah. Thanks. Here. Yeah. To us. I'm too weak to live. Nothing I do. It... I love you. That's all you have to remember. Why are you doing your hair like Jeanette? Drink your drink, Sam. You're coming apart. I drank everything she gave me and I slept. 
was late in the morning when I woke up. The sun was high. And there was a woman standing, looking down at me. Sam, you're in a bad way. Jeanette, what are you doing here? <sighs> Jeanette! You foolish boy. I'm Sandy. <sighs> Jeanette! Did you call Sam? Jeanette, she was here just now. You've been having a nightmare. No, no, I, I saw her. She, she, she went into the kitchen. But I just come from there. She isn't there, Sam. Jeanette is dead. I, I saw her. I tell you, I saw her. everywhere, in the street outside my office, even sitting in my car. And Sandy changed her hairstyle and her clothes. She looked more like Jeanette every day. And she began to nag me, just like Jeanette. your legs up, Sam. I can't clean the place if you sprawl there all day. Sorry. You must try to control these silly visions of yours. I know, but she's there. She, she's everywhere. I, I saw her just now, Sandy, as I came in. She was standing in the hallway just looking at me. Hello. Yeah, he's here. But nobody knows I'm here, Sandy. Well, obviously somebody does. Answer it. Hello, Sam. No. no. You're dead. You're dead. Oh, give it to me, you fool. You know, spine it all. Hello? Hello? Oh, I rang up. But... It was her. I, 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 I know it was her. Sandy, it was oh, her. Oh, clear off out of here. I can't stand having you around. Man is schemed to shoot his wife and lacks the courage and gets himself into a state of nerves like a child. Oh, go on. There's the door. Beat it. Oh, please, Sandy, give me another chance. There's just one thing I'll give you. The gun. Here. Go on, take it with you. You may need it. I kept the gun. One of these days, it's going to come in handy, officer. Have you got it with you now? Sure, I've always got it with me. Oh, you better hand it to me, then. No, no, I've got a permit. You've just confessed to a murder, laddie buck. You're a vagrant on your own admission. Now I'm taking you to the police station, but first I want a few details. I don't want the sergeant to get all the credit. Your name? Sam. Samuel Wallace. Listen to me. That's your address. Daddy, one Hansel Crescent. But it isn't fair. She isn't dead. She can't be. I will soon find out after we've dug up the back garden. Now, the gun. And it's over. But it's my last oh, hope. Don't talk foolish. You haven't got the guts to shoot yourself and you know it. And it's over. Oh, I guess you're right. Here. That's better. Ah, now, come along with me, son. Your troubles are over. My troubles are with me. For eternity. Jeanette? Yes, dear? Can I borrow that hair dryer? Of course, Sandy. <laughs> I wonder if he's done it yet. He won't have the courage until he's quite mad. It's worth waiting for, though, isn't it? Fifty thousand. 
Of course, Sandy. <laughs> and the lovely thing about it is that nobody can ever find out. Nobody anywhere can ever find out how we did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he deserved it. After all, he was going to shoot you. Well, of course he deserved it. I acted my own death rather well, of course, but uh, apart from that, how can the man be such a cowardly fool? Yeah. Say, have you thought what might happen if he went to the police? Sam, he won't. He hasn't got that much courage.
This is the Old Time Radio Hour, on Sid Valley Radio. Your father knows best. Yes, it's Father Knows Best, transcribed in Hollywood, starring Robert Young as father. A half-hour visit with your neighbors, the Andersons. When you get right down to it, life today can be pretty complicated. You can't simplify things the way Cervantes did when he wrote... There's a time for some things and a time for all things. A time for great things and a time for small things. If you wrote a thing like that today, you know what they'd say? They'd say, what kind of time? Daylight saving or standard? See what I mean? Life has become very confusing. And in Springfield, in the white frame house on Maple Street, the Andersons will probably confuse it still further. Like this. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know what's gotten into me lately. I keep yawning all the time. Yes, dear. Yes, I must be getting old. Yes, dear. Well, you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> Margaret. Hmm? Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, dear. I guess I wasn't listening. I was just reading... Jim, you're not going to spread those maps all over the floor again. Why not? Because you disrupt the entire household. That's why not. And furthermore... Dad. Just a second, honey. What is it, bud? Is it all right if I wear your blue denim shirt? No, it isn't all right. Use your own. Good gosh. <laughs> what were you saying, dear? I was saying, why can't you listen to a news broadcast like anyone else? You don't see other people spreading maps all over the floor. For your information, my pet, General MacArthur would rather be caught dead than listen to a news broadcast without his maps. Well, if it makes you and General MacArthur happy, by Dad. Oh, what is it, bud? It's in the wash. What is? My denim shirt and the pants, too. Well, then wear something else. But I've got the denim pants on. What denim pants? Yours. <laughs> but Jim, he's going on a hayride And I didn't want him to wear any of his good clothes And I knew you wouldn't mind Bud Yes, Dad? Take the denim shirt Thanks, Dad, you're a pal uh, And Margaret Yes, dear In the future, please let me handle the trouser concession <laughs> All right, dear Gotten so a man can't call his pants his own Oh, <laughs> <sighs> Anytime I want to wear something, Bud has it on. Jim, you've done nothing but yawn ever since you got home. Why don't you go to bed? I'm going to bed right after the news broadcast. And I'd give ten bucks to be able to sleep until noon. Well, tomorrow's Sunday. Why don't you? Golf, eight o'clock. Oh, Jim. Hi, parents. What cooks with the do and don't department? The what? Uh, never mind, Margaret. She just came in on a flying saucer. We're not supposed to understand. Oh. Father. Don't pay any attention to her, and she'll probably dissolve into thin air. <laughs> what is it, Betty? I thought you had a date with Dick Andrews. Oh, there's lots of time. Look, which nail polish do you like best? If that isn't a weird setup. Betty, you aren't going out that way, are you? With eight different shades of nail polish? Of course not. 
But which one do you like best? The one you've got on your thumbs. I don't have any on my thumbs. That's the one I like best. <laughs> Mother. They all look very nice, dear. And I really think you ought to get dressed. Oh, pretty soon. I was just thinking about the piece of apple pie that was left over from dinner. Well, it's in the icebox. It won't be for long. Creepers, if somebody only tell me which shade they like best, I wouldn't have all this trouble. Oh, good grief. Anytime I decide to go to bed early... I'll, I'll get it. Bud, can't you learn to walk down the stairs? <laughs> One of these days, the whole house is going to collapse. Did you want me, Dad? No, just answer the door. That's what I was going to do. Well, go ahead. Didn't you want something? I want you to see who rang the doorbell. I heard you call me, and I thought you wanted something. Bud. Yes, Dad? Please, answer the door. You bet, Dad, right away. I think he lies in bed at night trying to figure out ways to torment me. <laughs> no, dear, you're just tired, and after you've had a good night's rest, everything will seem much brighter. Well, I hope you're right. And I don't care who it is, Margaret, I'm not going to stay up after 10 o'clock. No, dear, but we can't be rude, can we? Maybe you can't, but I can. <laughs> 10 o'clock is my limit. Who is it, bud? It was Willie Freehopper, and boy, did he ever look funny. His hat was way down over his ears, and he said he couldn't help it because that was the only size they had. But if they can't get one to fit him, he's going to stuff it full of newspaper, and then he thinks it'll fit better. What did he want? Hmm? Oh, he brought a telegram. Here you are, Dad. Uh, just any time at all. We'll be fine. <laughs> you should have seen him, Mom. He had this Western Union hat on, and you could hardly see his face. And he had to hold his head way back like this. No! Yes, he did, Dad. You see, he had the hat way in the back. She can't come. Not again. Jim, it isn't your Aunt Martha. It certainly is my Aunt Martha. Oh. Look at it. Arrive Sunday. Be at depot with children. Eight o'clock. Aunt Martha. Didn't even say love. <laughs> and it's only nine words. It wouldn't have cost her anything. <laughs> Jim. Just a minute, honey. But... Aren't you supposed to go on a hayride? Sure. Well, go ahead. I don't have to leave for ten minutes. Uh, dear, your father and I have something to discuss. Oh, okay. I was just thinking. Remember the piece of apple pie that was left over from dinner? Betty thought of it first. What? She's in the kitchen with it now. She had two pieces for dinner. Betty, wait a minute. I want to talk to you. Jim, why doesn't your Aunt Martha ever give us more notice? I don't know, honey. Now I've got to work all night to tidy up the house. Oh, it looks fine, just the way it, it is. It doesn't at all, and you know how fussy she is. Sure, she's afraid she might get a little dust on one of her thousand-dollar bills. <laughs> oh, crab. Jim? Free room and board at the Andersons. No wonder she's rich. She never spends anything. <laughs> Jim, Kathy's coming. Old buzzard. A fine Sunday I'm going to have. Kathy, where on earth have you been? In the kitchen. I was watching Betty make a sandwich. A sandwich? What happened to the pie? I ate it. <laughs> Why aren't you in bed? It isn't time. It certainly is time. It's almost nine o'clock. It isn't even eight o'clock. Kathy, stop arguing with me and go to bed. But you said I could stay up until 8.30. Well, look at the hall clock. It's almost nine. No, dear, it isn't quite five minutes of eight. And besides... Oh, I guess I forgot to tell you. I turned all the clocks back. 
You did? Jim, whatever on earth for? Because tomorrow is the last Sunday in September. We go back to standard time at 2 o'clock. And I certainly don't intend to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to fix a bunch of clocks. <laughs> Jim, you aren't supposed to turn the clocks back. You're supposed to turn them ahead. Margaret, the principle of daylight saving is to save daylight, right? Well, yes, So but... you turn the clocks back in September and gain the hour you lost in April. <laughs> That's uh, simple enough, isn't it? If you turn them back, dear, how can you gain anything? You gain the hour you lost because you get it over again. You have the same hour twice. You can't gain anything by going backward. You have to go forward. Not with clocks, you don't. You turn them back. Daddy. What is it, Kathy? You turned them back in April. I did not turn them back in April. I turned them ahead. Jim. You said in April that we gained an hour of daylight. That's right, because it stayed early later. I mean, it... <laughs> it got later early. Margaret, the sun stayed up longer. <laughs> Why? Because it got late later. Kathy, I think you'd better go to bed. But Daddy said we lost an hour in April, and he turned the clocks backwards. Now we ought to turn them frontwards. Kathleen, no matter what I did in April, tomorrow we do not turn the clocks ahead. No? No. I already did. <laughs> Kathy. Jim, she was only doing what she thought was right. Well, she had no business doing anything. If you don't understand the principle of daylight saving, you don't move the clocks around. But Mommy said... Never mind what Mommy said. You didn't see her changing the clocks, did you? No. Jim. Yes? I moved them ahead, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you're supposed to do. The paper said you gained an hour. You gain an hour by turning the clocks back. Well, what time is it? How do I know the way everybody gets the clocks all messed up? Betty? Yes, Father? What time does it say on the kitchen clock? A quarter of four. <laughs> well, that's a great help. What's all the fuss about, Dad? Oh, nothing, nothing at all. It's just that people shouldn't mess around with things they don't understand. Daddy's mad because I moved the clocks ahead. It's perfectly all right, dear. You meant well. I didn't know I was going to get everything mixed up. You don't have to worry, Dad. Kathy didn't spoil anything. What do you mean? Well, she told me she turned the clocks ahead, so I turned them back. <laughs> What? You didn't turn them back. You couldn't. Why couldn't I? Because I turned them back, too. <laughs> oh, Betty. Well, I thought I was just making it the right time. Jim, where are you going? I'm going to find out what time it is. You've got the clocks in this house so mixed up, we can't tell if it's Wednesday or Friday. Daddy, it's Saturday. Thank you very much. At the tone, the time will be 8.58 and 40 seconds. There, now we know. From now on, please leave the clocks alone. What time is it, dear? What she said, 8.50, uh, uh, one minute to nine. Nine? To nine? 
Gosh, I ought to be in bed. Good night, everybody. Oh, Mother, I'm half an hour late now, and I've got on eight shades of nail polish. What am I going to do? Holy cow, I missed the whole hayride. Betty, stop moaning. Get dressed and go. But my nails... They'll never notice the nails. I'm ruined. My whole life is ruined. Good night, everybody. The last hayride of the year, and I missed it. Maybe they waited for you, bud. They couldn't. There was a rule. No waiting for anybody. Are you sure? Sure, I'm sure. I made up the rule. (laughs) Daddy! You know, this whole thing is very interesting. It merely proves what I've been telling you for years. If you don't understand something, leave it alone. You see what happened? Betty's late for her date. Bud missed his hayride. And what time was your broadcast, dear? Eight o'clock. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Daddy! Not now, please, Kathy. Everybody be quiet. And so we bring to a close this full hour of news broadcasting from around the world. Tune in again. Oh, Jim, dear. Uh, what was it you wanted to say, Kathy? Good night, everybody. Let's watch where we're going. What? You're bumping into everybody. Pardon me. Betty, hold your brother's eyes open. I'll hold them open, Daddy. You should have seen them stare at me, Father. You'd have thought I was a freak or something, just because my nails didn't match. Pardon me. Fine telegram. Doesn't say what train she's coming on or where she's leaving from. Just be there at 8 o'clock. Daddy, I can't reach his eyes. Shall I stick him with a pin? Uh, Never mind, Kathy. Skip the whole thing. Gee whiz. Pardon me. All right, Bud. That's enough. Let's wake up. Bud. Why don't we just prop him up against a post and pretend we don't know him? Uh, He'll come to in a little while. Bud? Bud! Breakfast. Hmm? What? (laughs) All right. Now stay awake. Somebody said breakfast. They did? Well, whoever could it have been? Hey, we're at the station. How do we get down here? (laughs) We'll uh, draw you a diagram as soon as we find Aunt Martha. What happened to the information booth? It's in back of the magazine stand. Where'd they move the magazine stand? It's right over there, Daddy. See? Stick everything into a corner where you can't see it. Come on, bud. This is no time to sit down. People get arrested for yelling fire when there isn't any fire. Why should she yell breakfast when there isn't any breakfast? It was a joke, Dopey. Some joke. Well, it woke you up. I was waking up anyway. You didn't have to yell breakfast. And Cornelia said, These are my jewels, my children. What? Never mind, I was just mumbling. Here's the information booth, Daddy. Thank you, Kathy. You're a great help. I am? You certainly are. Boy, is this a mixed-up morning. 
I uh, beg your pardon. We have a wire from an aunt of mine telling us to meet her here at 8 o'clock, and we don't know exactly where she's coming from, so could you give us any information about any train that's supposed to arrive here anywhere in the neighborhood of that time? Eh. <laughs> I said, we have a wire from an aunt of mine. Uh, what do you mean you don't know where she's coming from? Well, my aunt was staying with my cousins in Bedford. That's where the wire came from, and there isn't any train in Bedford. So? Well, Bedford's halfway between Lancaster and New Canaan, and there's a station in Lancaster on the Lackawanna and St. Paul, and a station in New Canaan on the Springfield and Northern... Uh, uh, wait a minute. This is the information desk. I'm supposed to be telling you. <laughs> Well, let's not stand on ceremonies Is there a train from either place at 8 o'clock? Which 8 o'clock? Eastern, Central, Mountain, or Pacific Coast? Suppose we try Central Oh, let me see hmm. Nope No train at 8 o'clock How about Eastern? Uh, Eastern, Britain, Oh, here we are New Canaan 8 o'clock? 11.30. <laughs> Look, is there any train due in here at 8 o'clock? A.M. or P.M.? I don't know. She just said to meet her at 8 o'clock. Well, wait till I get my book. I'll look it up. You do that. Father, Bud's asleep again. Eh, let him sleep. One of us might as well be having a good time. Where's Kathy? Oh, I don't know. Kathy! All you have to do is leave her alone for ten seconds. Kathy! She was standing right next to me a minute ago. Well, see if you can find her before she breaks one of the locomotives. <laughs> Bud. Bud! Hmm? We've lost Kathy. Good. <laughs> Bud. Do you want me to say it again? No, just go find your sister. Okay. Kathy! Attention, please. This is your last call for the new Westerner, leaving on track four for Plainfield, Rockville, Middletown, Pittsfield, Madison, and Klamath Junction. The dining car is forward and is now open for breakfast. Hmm? What? <laughs> but we can't find Kathy. Somebody said breakfast. <laughs> we'll all have breakfast in a few minutes. Why don't you go look for Kathy? Where'd she go? We don't know where she went. Just look for her. Holy cow. Wake you up in the middle of the night and then you can't even have your breakfast. Well, I got all the information for you on that 8 o'clock train. Fine. There isn't any. <laughs> but there must be. She said to meet her at 8 o'clock. We got one at 7.45. Well, that's close enough. Which one is it? It don't run on Sunday. <laughs> I have a telegram right here in my pocket. I'll show it to you. Were you calling me, Daddy? Where have you been? I was looking at the comics. Well, where are they? On the magazine stand. Oh, those comics. <laughs> what happened to Betty and Bud? I don't know. Did they get lost? They're looking for you. But I'm here. See that you stay here. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess we're a little confused this morning. You're a little confused. People come up and they don't know where they're going. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight o'clock, seven o'clock, Eastern, Central. How am I supposed to figure it out? Some of them don't even know where the people are coming from. <laughs> That's me. 
<laughs> oh. Well, now what are we supposed to do? Shall we dance? <laughs> Father! It's all right, Betty. I found her. I wasn't lost. Oh, Father, the most horrible thing just happened. You found Aunt Martha. <laughs> I got a run in my stocking. Oh. I can't walk around here like this. Look at it. Dad. What is it, bud? There's a big cafeteria over at the other end, and you can get all kinds of breakfast. Later, bud, later. For only 85 cents, you can get eggs and cereal and milk I and... said later. And everything. Look, miss, I want you to read the telegram for yourself. Arrive Sunday, be at depot with children at 8 o'clock. Now, what could be clearer than that? What depot? This depot. How many depots are there in Springfield? Mm, train depot, freight depot, bus depot. Bus depot? Oh, no. Is something wrong, Daddy? She probably came in on a bus. Is there a bus from Bedford at 8 o'clock? Mister, I got enough trouble keeping track of the train. <laughs> Betty, what time is it? 8.15. Oh, the poor thing. She's probably sitting in the bus depot worrying about us. We'd better get right over there. Oh, hey, wait a minute. There's a 7 o'clock train from New Canaan. Maybe that's the one she meant. She said 8 o'clock. It never gets in until 8. Well, where is it? It won't be in until 9. <laughs> oh, my aching back. Now what do we do? Well, why don't we split up, Father? You go to the bus depot and we'll stay here. All right. Why don't I go home? <laughs> You're going to stay here and meet Aunt Martha, all of you. But maybe she got tired of waiting and took a cab. That's got nothing to do with it. I'm going to the bus depot and you're going to stay here. Father, what if she did take a cab? With her own money? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Daddy! And I don't want any trouble with you. I didn't do anything. I was just thinking. Me too. Why don't you call Mommy and tell her what happened? What? And then if Aunt Martha calls, she can tell her not to worry. Say, that's a very good idea. Thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we'll call your mother and get her straightened out, and then I'll take off at the bus depot. The phone's right here, Daddy. Thank you, Kathy. I don't know what I'd have done without you today. Father. What is it, Betty? Do we all have to stay here? I mean, couldn't you take Kathy with you? I'll be glad to take her with me. She's a joy and a pleasure compared with some of my numbskull children. What did we do? Hello? Oh, Margaret, this is Jim. Oh, Jim, I've been trying to reach you all over town. Honey, if Aunt Martha calls, tell her I'm on my way over to the bus depot. Jim. And I'm leaving the kids at the station in case she's on the 7 o'clock train. Jim. And no matter what she says, tell her she's not to worry. Jim! Margaret, I haven't got time to talk. Jim, will you please listen to me? Yes, dear. What is it? Right after you left, we got another telegram from Aunt Martha. She isn't coming. Oh, no. Every time you buy coffee, you certainly want to get the most for your money. The most in flavor, the most truly good cups of coffee from every pound. And you can get some real help finding that from the world's greatest coffee expert. Yes, ma'am. Just serve up a cup of Maxwell House to that husband of yours. He's the number one expert. 
And when you hear him say, that's the coffee for me, you'll know Maxwell House is the coffee for you, too. Your coffee buy. Bring home a familiar blue Maxwell House tin tomorrow. See how much your coffee expert husband enjoys every cupful. And count how many truly good cups of coffee you get in that one pound. We're mighty sure you'll find it's Maxwell House coffee that gives you the most for your money. Because it's always good to the last drop. It's an ill wind that blows no good. And civilization goes forward on a succession of disasters such as those which constantly befall the Andersons. Take, we'll take the sad events of the past weekend. They had their effect on the progress of man in a great many ways. For example, in the arts. I'm a success, Mother. I'm a success. Oh? I'm the biggest thing in Springfield since Hattie Carnegie. Betty, will you please stand still? Do you know what happened in school today? Every girl on the campus was wearing eight shades of nail polish. The sciences. Did you know that the roost toxicodendron emits a glucoside that causes violent itching even after it's all dried up? Roost what? Poison ivy. What about it? It was mixed up with the hay and everybody who went on the ride is sick in bed. <laughs> and general education. I was the only one in the whole class who knew about daylight saving. Well, that's fine, dear. And next April, when the clocks go back... Kathy, mm, mm, mm. they don't go back in April. They go ahead. Oh, I know. I mean, when they go back on daylight saving. Well, what about it? Well, I'll just know why. That's all. Good. Jim. Yes, Margaret. I understand all about the clocks and why you turn them back. Yes. But I certainly think someone ought to tell the newspapers... What? Well, they're the ones who get everybody confused. If they just said we lose an hour, then naturally we'd turn the clocks back. But we don't lose an hour. We gain an hour. If you turn the clocks back... Margaret, you get the hour over again. That's why they say you gain an hour. If it's 8 o'clock and you turn your watch back to 7 o'clock, then you've got 60 whole minutes to live over again. If you turn them ahead, you skip an hour and you lose it. That's why the newspapers say... Join us again next week when we'll be back with Father Knows Best, starring Robert Young as Jim Anderson, with Roy Bargey and the Maxwell House Orchestra, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. So until next Thursday, good night and good luck. Father Knows Best was transcribed in Hollywood and written by Ed James. The Old Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.